0: It's time for the putting podcast, presented by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. Here's your hosts, Sean Toulon and Luke Williams.
1: Hi, this is Luke Williams here with my good friend Sean Toulon. Hi, Luke. Sean, how you doing? I've
0: just listened to our, our play in music.
1: I know. That was the first time we got to hear it kind of as we did it. That's, yeah, I don't uh, I I think I like it. Kind of progressive, funky. Yeah. Just like you.
0: i call it acid jazz but but then it's yeah Yeah. but it's got a little it 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 does i like it i like it it um so we're
1: back uh for our second rendition of this podcast and we happen to be kind of at the tail end now of major season so another uh exciting tournament coming up that's that's always a lot of fun to watch and and to talk about is the open championship. Yeah, it's like so it much fun to watch. It's the best. And you get to wake up early and it's on early, especially if you're here on the West coast. Do you do the like strawberries and cream thing? That's a Wimbledon thing.
0: Uh, well, Come but on. it's, it's kind of the you same. you think it still works? I do. It might. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, just keep it. If rolling. you don't,
0: I think you should try okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll keep that. I am, I am a set my alarm early and get up and start watching. Yeah. I mean, it, it get, comes on here like before you go to sleep. Well, after you would go to sleep, but at like, <laughs> at like 10 o'clock at night, so. Right. Um, anyway. I got a couple hours in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's always great to watch, and this year it'll be exciting um, going back to Ireland, mm-hmm. to Royal Portrush, so I know you've played a little bit over in Ireland. I never have. That's that's on my bucket list. I've gotten to play a lot of great places, um, and I've played in Scotland, but never Ireland, right. so. Um, that's certainly on my list still, but you have, you have a little bit of experience with golf in Scotland well, only or Ireland?
0: just, I've only played once and it was a Parkland course called Druids Glen. Um, yeah. when I was at the other place, yeah. um, I went there and we had an event for our 25th anniversary. So we had all of the European tour players mm-hmm. that were there. Yeah. Um, we actually had—I mean, it was awesome. If you saw this list of of players, we had a ha- and a big media event and blah blah blah. But yeah. um, <clears throat> so I have a couple of fun things that happened. So I had a brand new set of irons in my bag, mm. and uh, Darren Clark is um, to say that he likes clubs. It would be a massive understatement. Mm. So these as were as much as Guinness. Uh, th- I I I, boy, I I now I have three stories, <laughs> 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 but. um I'm walking to the the, uh, the practice seat. to hit a few balls before I I'm uh, scheduled to play, and uh, I see him at the other side of the parking lot. And I have this brand new bag, a, a little carry bag, and mm-hmm. brand new shiny forged irons in there. And and he gives me the Thule, stop. <laughs> so I like freeze. I go like what? Yeah. <laughs> Just, what have we there? <laughs> and he uh, he looks at the set of irons There were like three mm-hmm. um, that had been made at that point. And he looked at him. He says, "Well, these are lovely." And he says to his caddy, "Walk into the pro shop and uh, get Mister Tulon a new set of LTS and put them on my account. These will be mine." <laughs> so, so anyway, so Just I got him right out of your bag. He did. He did. Um, and then I go down and uh, and start hitting balls. This is we're segueing with, with into your story new set. That, with my brand that new Darren set. Bought you, yeah. And they give you the two little bags of balls. So there's probably sixty sixty balls there. I shanked the first 50 of them. <laughs> and I'm going like, oh, my God. I Sergio Garcia's like one down. Ernie Els yeah. is right next to him. Oh. Then Poulter, uh, Graham McDowell. I, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a total disaster. So I, I said, well, I got to start hitting hybrids. At least yeah. I don't think Ooh. I can shank those. And yeah. you actually can get pretty close to a yeah. shank. Oof. So yeah, anyway, I got through it, go up, and I'm paired with Graham McDowell. So we play the whatever. So we're playing. We get to like the sixth hole, mm-hmm. and I'm playing nice. I'm like even par, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a par five, and I have 105 yards for my third shot. I was gonna say that's a big drive. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, you um, know, you know, playing nice, but yeah. 105. Yeah. You know, got to kind of lean on a gap wedge <laughs> a little, and Graham is is ahead of me, as you might imagine, yeah. walking down the right hand side. Yeah. And I hit this shot, <laughs> and I go, Jesus. <laughs> Graham Duck, <laughs> it goes right over the top of his head. I almost killed him. No way. And so this was um, 2004 or five or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so to this day, when I see him, he calls me the flusher. <laughs> oh my god! So every time I see him, I think, Oh my god, I yeah. could have stopped a U.S. Could Open. That career, yeah. <laughs> I could right. have killed
1: him. They never won
0: a major. I know. Never know. Anyways. But um, it was fun. Yeah. And that whole group of of players was unbelievable. I had to fly out very early the next day. This is going right into my third. Yeah. And uh, my car was picking me up at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, so everybody stayed at the same hotel. It was awesome. So I'm wheeling my, you know, my bag and my clubs through, and I can hear, I hear all this noise in the bar. At 4.30 in the morning? 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. All of these guys are still in there. Yeah. Including... Darren there <laughs> and he pulls me over and he said uh let's uh let's slam a, a pint of Guinness <laughs> said, I'm just like "Derek, yeah I I, I I this is 4:30 in the morning, morning for me yeah, I know it's night up. for yeah, you still right. but yeah so I said I would I was about a plus two in college but yeah it was a few years between then, then yeah. and now so by the time I had taken a half an inch off the top yeah his glass Busted. goes oh my god yeah yeah and he, that wasn't his first of the day well yeah not even the first of that day no no no. it might have been the first at 430 (laughs) (laughs) i witnessed the second at 431 he was uh uh, he was fun yeah and uh he was a professional i was an amateur yeah well should we talk about putting yeah maybe we'll bring it back to putting so
1: so in what we see at the open championship Mm -hmm. is lynx golf typically right Mm -hmm. and in ireland royal port rush another lynx style course uh, but the putting, the conditions of the, the courses are much different yeah. than, than typically here in the U S and certainly much different than a typical U S open setup. Yeah. So, you know, typically what we'll see is the greens there are not nearly as fast. They just can't, they can't get them as fast. The grass
0: is totally different. Grass is fes- yeah. just fescue. Grass is different. So yep.
1: the f- often it's the same grass from the fairway, just cut a little bit shorter as you get to the it's green. really cool. It's really, it's yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and they don't get the greens as fast when, when the wind gets blowing. I mean, we've seen in the past, even when the greens aren't super fast, when they get a lot of wind, they sometimes have to stop play because the ball won't stay still. Right. So the greens are typically running, you know, maybe 10 on the stint or something right. like that, as opposed to 14, 15 for a us open. Correct. So, so what are some of the things? What and, and for most of our listeners, right, that may be closer to what, you know, the conditions of the courses that they play. Right. Um, so what what is different? What do tour players think differently, or how do they approach putting differently on those greens versus the super fast greens that they right. saw last month at uh at Pebble?
0: Most of these golf courses, not all, but mm-hmm. most of them, and you start to think of like St Andrews for one, yeah, the green complexes are so big, massive, yeah um and um, and then, with all the win that they do get, what I find fascinating is where the golfers will actually choose a putter to play from. Yeah. Um, so far off the green, or some of these greens are just so big. So mm-hmm. I think, really, the the ones that will perform the best are the ones that have incredible distance control. Yeah. Where I think you really see lag putting, you know, becomes... It's not the sexiest part of the game. Right. But, but it's a really important... Real it's like important. being a long snapper in football. <laughs> you but, can have a nice career as well <laughs> You can. Yeah. Um, but the... Being a, a a great lag putter, I, it really shows up yeah. at the Open Championship. So I really enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see a lot of five and six footers. Mm-hmm. Typically, they are for par because it's hard to get the ball close to the hole yep. a lot. Um, and you'll see just the importance of really maintaining, um, controlling your nerves on really, really long, you know, sometimes 100-foot putts with a lot of wind. Yeah, And exactly. that's the other thing. The wind has the wind a, is a massive factor, factor yeah. on some of these putts. So those, to me, that all of that is just fascinating. Mm-hmm. What we don't see that often is massive changes in the equipment setup itself. Right. Which is sort of strange when you think about it, because, you know, one of the things that we we really looked at and learned a lot about when we did the research and development on stroke lab is that as as green speeds have gotten faster and faster and faster putters have really gotten heavier and heavier and heavier so this is sort of that one week out of the year where that doesn't really hold true Mm -hmm. versus most of the other weeks the greens can be 20 percent slower it is interesting but they don't really change
1: yeah it is interesting because when you think about the rest of their bags really i mean week to week on tour guys will make tweaks maybe you know put a two iron in take a five wood out things like that maybe add another wedge um but you i guess it gets more attention as you get to the majors right so so for the masters guys will guys will change the bounce on their wedges maybe to get a little less bounce for those tight lies um certain weeks maybe this week guys will take a little less loft with their driver because they want to keep the ball down and they know it's going to run a ton this is a great play this is a a week you usually see a lot of driving irons right because guys can hit those low and hot and get them running and they go they go forever right um wedges i mean again wedges depending on the conditions the you know the depth of the bunkers the type of sand the the firmness of the turf they may change their wedge setup but we don't see that much with putters guys out there typically once they get a putter that they're comfortable with and that they have dialed in they're not tweaking loft from week to week typically they're not adding a lot of weight or taking weight out, they pretty
0: much stay stay with their setup. Why do you think that is with, with the putter? I, I just think during a championship week, uh, especially the ones that are sort of settled in anyways yeah. and performing at a, a, you know, at least acceptable level yeah. in their minds or maybe, you know, at a high level, I think there's a comfort in what I brought. Right. Um, we don't see much changing. I will say that over the years, the changes that I have seen, um, and it's more from the players that are a little bit towards panic mode. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, we would see more mallets in play mm-hmm. um, at an open championship. And I remember Paul McGinley saying to me once, um, "I, I, and he was in, he he was not picky. He was in full desperation yeah. mode. Was well, I, I, I need a mallet of some sort. Paul, you've never used a mallet. I know, but I, I just know I need one. Yeah. So he went to a mallet and he played well. So, yeah. uh, we see some of that. And I just think because it is. I think that's more mental than anything, Luke. Yeah. Um, the green speeds being a little bit slower, it being a little windier, mm-hmm. a mallet maybe looking more substantial, yeah. feeling more stable. Yeah, like there could be more weight even mm-hmm. if there's not. I think maybe that plays into it. But I, I think the, the the golfers that are in good form, especially mm-hmm. with their putting, uh, just leave sort of well enough alone.
1: Yeah, and you use, I mean, you use your putter more than any other club in your bag. Yeah, by a they lot. practice with that club more than any other club in their bag, right. so typically they're more familiar with that club than any club in their bag. Yeah. Um, and so making adjustments maybe to their stroke or you know how firm they're gonna hit putts, um, maybe is easier to do if you're also not changing the equipment.
0: Yeah, w- but some of the things that you will definitely see, if it gets windy, and I don't mm-hmm. know if the forecast is to is to be windy or not. Watching last week at Lahinch. Yeah. this week... Um, Scotland, they're in Scotland. W- what golf course are they playing? Um, it's not windy. No, yeah, I can't not, remember so either. It's, been, it's beautiful. Yeah. But um, what you will see when it gets really windy, you'll start to see golfers hunker down a little bit more. Right, a little wider, wider stance. Little. It's yep. interesting that Matsuyama has actually just done the the opposite. Right. He's moved to a, a much wider yeah. stance. So yeah. we'll see how that plays if it yeah. gets windy. I think, um, and I watched this morning a little bit, but when you watch Henrik Stenson mm-hmm. set up over a putt yeah. in the Open Championship— yep. He just looks like he's immovable. He's
1: rock solid. I mean, oh it, anytime, any time he hits any shot, but he looks like like you could, you could, you'd have to push him really hard to move you him. You would. At all, it's interesting because right? he's just I, locked in.
0: I think he's playing with Kisner this morning, and Kisner looks the same way. Yeah. And also interesting, they use the same putter, but, um, but those guys are are great putters, and especially under pressure. Yep.
1: Yeah. The
0: old trusty old number seven. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit then just about how we fit tour players right Mm so so we've sort of uh said that that we don't see a lot of change kind of we we see lots of change week to week with guys out on tour especially if they're struggling with their putters but but not necessarily based on course conditions more based on what they're doing or how they're how they're putting how they're performing um let's talk a little bit and share a little bit of insight into how we fit tour players what they're looking for and then maybe after that, we can transition into what that would mean for an average golfer and how important putter fitting is for an average golfer.
0: Well, putter fitting is growing really fast right yeah. now. So some of that is there's better equipment now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't fit a lot of drivers either until TrackMan became pretty ubiquitous. Yeah, stuff and, to measure. Right. And, and now we have great tools to, to, um, to really get, um, I'll call it telemetry, but to get all of the really intricate numbers and details that you can use to to really work with. So I think, and this comes from us really working with Phil Kenyon, who's just been incredible for us Mm -hmm. and inspirational to to me and I know to you as well, but Mm -hmm. for for golfers to really understand under pressure where they miss, how Mm -hmm. they miss, and begin to try to dig deep and see if there's a pattern there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, great golf, is it's always about one thing. It's about being able to repeat whatever it is you do, right? Yeah. You watch Matthew Wolf and or Jim Furyk, and yeah. those are pretty Absolutely. unique. Braden Thornberry's one coming up. You know, these are pretty unique golf swings, but if they're really consistent, then the ball flight is going to be predictable. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to be predictable, you can play with that and shoot right. low scores. Right. Right. Um, but I think a lot of times golfers. Sort of good and bad, but we're born with a with an incredible tool called rationalization. Mm. We have a way of talking our things into um, into things that may or not, may not be true. But if you can understand under pressure, I miss it. Let's say to the left, yeah. Okay, great. What Phil will do is now we'll start to dig in and find out what's what's causing the left, right? Uh, and if it's there, and it's and there's a some degree of consistency we can start to unpack that a little bit are you aiming left right um is and if you're aiming left is it a ball position thing so Mm -hmm. we really start to focus in and hone in on that and then begin to uh, make some changes both in technique and with the putter itself Mm -hmm. what i really find fascinating luke is and i learned this a long time ago in fitting golf clubs but the golf club really helps to create your golf swing Mm -hmm. um so if i gave you Um, an iron that was five degrees upright. Right. um, Too upright for you, let's say, which is lots of golfers are playing with clubs like that. You're more than likely, you're going to hit your first couple shots way to the left because... then I start making compensation. So where do you think you're going to start to to aim? You're going to aim way to the right. You're going to probably come over, and it just Mm -hmm. starts to get worse and worse and worse. But if I give you a golf club that does something totally different, you're going to adjust to that. Mm -hmm. So there's a way to do it where it's a negative, and there's a way to do it... Um, where it can be incredibly positive and really helps sort of facilitate the change of a great teacher. Right. Um, so, those are really some of the things we would look at. But number one, you have to understand your bias.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's critical. I think the other thing that was, you know, that's been really interesting in talking with Phil, one of the things um, when we first met with him and we're kind of, he was talking about his philosophy that I, that really struck a chord with me because I know when you look at, tour players let's say is the best in the world whether it's their full swing or their you know chipping bunker play uh putting in particular they all have different ways of doing it right mm-hmm. there's not i mean there are the classic swings you see like an adam scott and you say well yeah everybody would want to swing just like that but then a kid like matt wolf comes along and you go wow he's he's getting it done with an entirely different um yeah, different take technique. Either, by the way. I, of course <laughs> right and and all that matters at the end of the day is the results, right? right? And and I think you you touched on this earlier, but to me the repeatability. If you can repeat any any motion, if you can make the same swing with your driver every time, you can play really good golf. Right? Right? Cuz you can either set up your equipment to compensate for that or you play the hole knowing I'm going to hit a 20-yard slice or a you 20-yard just need draw. You know where the
0: golf just, ball is going to end up. Right. So if you can predict that consistently. You're going to be a great player.
1: Exactly. And so when we were talking with Phil as it relates to putting, you know he would say, I'm much more interested in consistency than even accuracy, mm-hmm. right? So if you if you on average aim straight, but sometimes you're a little right, sometimes you're a little left, sometimes you're straight. So on average you you're, you aim pretty straight uh, versus someone who aims, um, you know, 1.2 degrees left every single time you take the, the ladder every time you would. So you want some, cause then you can compensate, right. And, and you, you make, you, you adjust your stroke for that and you see the line that way and all those different things. So yeah. I think, you know, consistency is, is really the most important thing. And then once you get someone where they're consistent, then you can fit the putter to that right. tendency or that, you know, Absolutely. what they're, what they're working with. Right. So that's obviously for, for tour players, we're out there every week. Your son, Joe's out on, on the US PGA tour every week we've got reps on every tour that are working with players um their strokes typically the guys that are struggling a bit are the ones that are coming searching for for something new and they'll come look at new head shapes and different alignment lines things like that joe will also make sure that the length looks right and the lie angles good and that they're aiming he'll give them a little you know Part of any fitting is a little bit of instruction, right? Absolutely. So you might. You might Joe mention, does a lot of that too. So he'll be saying, Yeah, well, your ball position's a little further back than it normally is, or maybe it's. Which a little typically fur- would make a golfer aim a little bit
0: further to the right. Right. Yeah. So the further some, you move it up in your stance, the more you're it will aim, aim to more the to left. left. Yeah. Right.
1: So some of those sort of basic things I think you can wrap your arms around.
0: You know, Luke, if I can, just yeah. a, a little PSA here. But if 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 golfers, we have on our website at yes this um, whole series that was done by Mike Shannon who's one of the one of the wonderful guys in golf great that guy, I've ever yeah. met yeah. and uh, the director of putting instruction now at TPC Sawgrass he's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Go look at these. Great, it it, great it, it tips, will be yeah. the best. I think there are 7 or 8 of them. They're yeah. in 3 or 4 Just minute little nuggets. Little, yeah. And they up, are alignment. phenomenal. Yeah. He's it great. will help 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 you more than you can imagine,
1: and I think there are just some sort of basic fundamentals that, if people understood, they could self-correct a lot better. You mentioned one of them, right? Ball position. If you changing nothing else, if your ball position uh, moves, if you're a right-handed player moves to the right, further back in your stance, your tendency is going to be aimed to the right. Mm-hmm. And if you want, a, you know, to sort of visualize this for yourself, next time you go out and putting, put the ball in the middle of your stance, and then put it. Exaggerate it. Put it over your right toe, and put the putter behind it, and and you can't do that without the putter aimed to the right, unless you do something because really there's an arc there. Because there's an arc, and conversely, if you move it forward, you're going to be aimed left. So one of the things to just sort of you can check yourself is if you realize I'm missing all these short ones to the right. Well, there are, there are a few different reasons why that could be happening, but it could be as simple as ball position, right? And you might be able to just make a simple change, move the ball. You know, it could be as little as one ball forward and all of a sudden now you're aimed better and you, and you and you're that miss to the right might go away. Right. So I think knowing some of those kind of basic things can really, really help a golfer and and getting fit for a putter. I think now is is really important. I think that Can I
0: give you a personal uh what you can. OK, please. So I went and saw Mike. Yeah. And this is now about a year ago or yep. so. And I'm putting fine. Yep. And so he looked at me, and said, "Well, you're a left aimer. I knew that, and I kind of hold on to it and sort of shove it right, um, more than I would like. Yeah. So, it, you know what? But you're a great putter. Let's, and, but let's and try, you're right? Yeah. So, and I was putting with a putter that had probably oh, I don't know, maybe thirty degrees of toe hang for mm-hmm. me. And so I I gated a little rotate bit him, and yeah. rotate a little bit, not a crazy amount, but so. All right, Mike. What what should we do here? Well, I want you to move it back in your stance about two balls. It's a lot, yeah. right? But when I did that, my aim was perfect. Mm-hmm. Then I switched to a putter. I went from, um, at the time, a Madison or an Austin or mm-hmm. a number one. Yep. Um, I switched to a Palm Beach. Yeah. Which is a kind of a little baby mallet. Yep. Uh, heel shafted with our H seven neck on it. Yeah. A lot more uh, toe hang on yep. it, about sixty degrees or so. Yeah. And it rotated more for you me. Oh my putter. gosh! Yeah, it was, it was. I remember when you came back, you were just oh my you God. were like
1: a little kid. You were all giddy. I know, yeah. I know.
0: And I, I just, I can't help myself. So yeah. Then I eventually switch from that. Well, sure. Why right? not? Yeah. But why would you do you that? Have too but much access. But... I, I guess, but it was. Oh, I putted so good, it was crazy. Yeah. I may try that again this afternoon. Yeah.
1: So I think I mean just the back to average golfers or or golfers out there listening getting fit for a putter is really important if you've never done it it's definitely worth seeking out someone who who specializes in that as sean touched on earlier the uh sort of the equipment is much better now than it's ever been more available um it's it's worth doing because a lot of times we'll see people we'll bring people in To have a putter fitting and they're using a particular putter that looks good to their eye or they've always used a putter like that and it could be the exact opposite of what they really need based on their stroke the way they see the line things like that we have a really cool device odyssey fits that we've been using Um, it's new for us this year but it's a really simple prescriptive um, device you hit five putts on it and uh, and it'll recommend the next putter to try. It gives you a score and a rating. And, All of and... the
0: things that we've been talking about yeah. um, are baked into the software and the algorithms inside this little tablet, which yep. looks kind of like a fancy iPad, but right. it's incredible. The company that developed it, um, that we worked with, along with Phil and Mike Shannon, to yep. to make really the decision tree Come inside of that, that algorithm work, yeah. is incredible. So. Yep. To me, if you're having a hard time finding a place to go get fit, yeah. send us a note and yeah. we can help direct you to somebody we'll you who's in. got one of these Odyssey mm-hmm. Fits tablets. Yeah, It's people are raving about yeah, this. Yeah, it's thing. great. It's, it's still crazy.
1: relatively new, so the you know, the number of places that have them is is relatively small, but but if you can find one, it's definitely, we'll help it's you definitely find worth a look and we can yeah, we can absolutely help you. It's so. very cool. All right. Well, Sean, uh, look forward to uh, the Open Championship next Are week. Are you going to pick a winner? Um, I don't know if I'm ready to pick. Do you have a winner? Do you have one in mind?
0: Well, I think it's going to be uh, Phil is going to win, followed by Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, Ali Schneider, Jans, Kevin Kisner. I could keep going. Probably Molinari probably. A factor yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's going to be an all Callaway thing.
1: Yeah, I don't, know, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be an yeah. odyssey thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to watch.
0: We'll probably have all of the top ten.
1: I would expect, yeah. yeah. I think that's – I think that's <laughs> I don't know
0: what will happen, but it'll be fun to it's watch. It's going to be
1: fun to watch. Yeah. It always is. So Great. hope you guys enjoy the Open Championship, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
0: You've been listening to The Putting Podcast, brought to you by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. For more on Odyssey Putters, go to odysseygolf.com.